What's the crack? Welcome to the Irish Boys Podcast. We're here tonight to watch Manchester United play Wigan in the FA Cup. Prestigious trophy that it is. I'm here with Mum, here with Kieran. How are we going? All good. Full of positivity. Yeah, there's a question straight off the bat. Do you think the FA Cup has lost some of its sparkle or is it still as prestigious as it was? For me, it's still as prestigious. I think it's still a big cup. Yeah, to me, it's lost some of its shame. And this is, this is interesting because back... I would say maybe 20, 30 years ago, Mum, the FA Cup was massive, wasn't it? Oh, it was huge, yeah. Well, you, you didn't get all the live matches that you get now. Yeah. yeah. So the FA Cup would have been shown on BBC, I think. Between I, BBC and ITV, so it was a big, big day. Right, everyone got big to see it. Day. Yeah. yeah, basically. It was massive last year because obviously United made the final, but like, I don't I don't, I don't get the buzz coming into the FA Cup. It kind of feels like a free hit at the minute. Like, you know when you go into a Champions League game, and you kind of feel that butterflies in your stomach. You're like, oh, I really want to win this one. I don't get yeah. that with the FA Cup now. Do you no, get that too? Do. It depends on who we're playing and how well we are. We are playing. To yeah. Be to be honest, I think you know if we're playing well and like, oh, we're into the next round and I hope we're watching the draw. You know, on your phone when you're working stuff and you're buzzing to see who who you get and you know it is a big occasion getting to Wembley. No matter. Yeah. The f- you know the final last year got me buzzing, but I mean like on the build up to it, I don't remember. Even when we were coming to the quarter and semi-finals, being like massively buzzing, thank God we can make the final here. You know, it kind of felt like if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. It's silverware though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh no, I'm not. Look, I'm not discounting. I'm just saying, like as a general feeling. I think it feels like it's lost its oomph. Back in my day, it would have been bigger. I think. Yeah. Now the Champions League and football is saturated on TV now. That and I know where you're coming from, but it's still a big cup for me. Well, this is going to be an interesting one. United playing Wigan tonight, and he's gone with a full strength squad. As ex- well, I, I expected. I said it the other day, Mum. You were saying that you were hoping to see the kids. I said I'd love to see the kids, but I don't think he'll do that. It's practically all the way. I don't think so either. No, he's just gone um, full strength. Do you think he's breaking it over his job? Do you think that's well, why he's picked full strength I think, tonight? Looking back to last season, I think we watched the two cup runs, and he went full full strength in all of it. Them runs last year as well. So yeah, he doesn't change. I think, I think he just he sticks with if he has a settled eleven, and strong eleven, he'll always play that. Now you might mix the kids in and make give, like, give them minutes and substitutes and maybe maybe play one or two. If the game's going well. Yeah, then. yeah, which you can understand, but you know, I think there's kind of an element like you said yourself, Rory, like this is the last cup maybe he has available to him. So it was either, it's either go big or go strong or go home. Yeah. I feel like this is his last chance. <laughs> I'm not going to go total anti-Ten Hagian, but I don't see Manchester United getting top four, so I think this is his last chance to eke out a Champions League spot. This this cup, I think, could save his Manchester United career at the end of the season if he wanted to, to get it. I think he'd be hard to sack if he's still in with an FA Cup shoot and he's lingering about top four, unless we mathematically get to the point where it's like, no, you're too far Impossible. away. Yeah, you're not even going to make the Europa League this day. But, yeah, I don't know. I seen the, the team sheet and it was like, what, what do you say about that? If you need to be by Wigan, then you have to, the whole team should give up on football. Like, there's no chance tonight. Don't jinx it. No, I'm going to say there's no chance tonight that Wigan can do anything against that Man United thing. This is going to be like a friendly. Well, hopefully. I think his plan tonight is to tank Wigan in the first half, get the game over and done with, mm-hmm. and then roll the bench on. Yeah, you've got to have a point there. Yeah, I think. Tonight, because in the bench, quite young. Yeah, all, all young. Possibly tonight. Short here, Hugel. Short here, Hugel. Uh, Campbell is there. Campbell, Kamala is there. 
Yeah. But you could uh, get confidence for Rashford, yeah, Garnacho, Hoyland, if they can sp- score a goal, a brace, you know, it'll, it'll gain momentum, it'll gain confidence for those front, because they're not firing at all. No. no. I suppose that's, yeah, sometimes maybe just like that sort of warm-up game to show what you can do or what the game plan is against weaker opposition, maybe to prove that the strength of the Premier League is the problem and the players that he has available for selection, you know, that if he had better players in those moments, this is what we can do and play football. But, look, I, I feel like talking about this game before, there's not much to say. I have one question for you, right? As ever the optimist and the queen of hopium, what if Manchester United put in a draw performance in the first half against Wigan? Is it the manager's fault or is it the player's fault? Like, is it, can we turn around well, and say... The manager picks the players and they're first-team players that he's picked tonight. Can we dissect him tactically if his game plan is way of playing football looks dire against Wigan? Or are we reading too much into it? I think you're reading too much into it. Mm-hmm. I think there's players in that first team that cannot play his system, cannot implement the style that he wants to implement. That's just my take on it. Do Bruno you think Fernandes, the players coming back can? So what? Martin is, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah, he's a centre-back though. Yeah. He's not going to spring the attack where, in the midfield in the life. his system starts. starts. From the centre box. Yeah, but it eventually has to get into the midfield. I don't know if Casemiro and Mount are going to be good enough to be able to play he wants, the way he wants to play. That's settled, stroking the ball across the pitch and stuff. He needs the midfield, essentially, to come back and drive that forward line forwards. So Martinez feels like a bit of a nothing comeback to me. It's Casemiro. No, I think Martinez is a key player. Well, I, think, I think Casemiro was a panic bay. I think Casemiro was a panic bay. Definitely, 100%. I think Casemiro has tried to integrate himself in Derek Ten Hag's system this season. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, Casemiro's lost it. I don't think he has. I don't think he suits Ten Hag's system at all. He wanted Frankie De Jong, chased them all summer. Yeah. And then got tanked 4-0 and went panicked and paid 60 million for Casemiro. And then he got a hold of the midfielder. But it'll be interesting to see what he <coughs> comes back. Because, I mean, I keep dragging it back. We've seen Mike and Casemiro this season. They didn't often. So what's your score prediction tonight, then? 3-1. You think Wigan will score? Mm. Against the full strength United yeah. team, I do. Yeah, I don't know how you can say that with a serious face and then put faith well, in this one, manager. One, one word, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very true. There's always a chance he'd let yeah. him go. United four nil. You know, it has to be four nil. Orthodox goalkeeper. You put us, I've you put us never seen. I guarantee you, Wigan will score first. We'll be put under pressure and we'll come out and play. Fantastic football. Yeah. When we're under the caution, we'll have to go for it. Surely Wigan sit back and hit the counter. Well, that's United have let me down so many times this season. I think you know they're guaranteed to go behind. Look, look at Forest. Look at yeah. games, games going down two 0 to a lesser team on paper. You say. Do you know we've oh, sat buzzing about a few games coming, Kieran, and yeah. then watched it halfway through. Going, oh. what the fuck? After a brilliant performance. Yeah. Like I think I sent you a TikTok there a lot of like being a United fan was like the minions. I think I sent the the, <laughs> the page and they're like cheering. It's like yeah. the result against Chelsea. Way and then next game beat two 0 or three 0 by Brantford or. You know, it's up and down, and you're like, you can't get excited for... It's the inconsistency of Yeah. I don't care, this has to be positive tonight. I'm going to go 4-0. 4-0 United. This should be Wigan 4-0. Like, we should. Wigan's a League 1 team, struggling in League 1. Should yeah. be 4-0 by any Premier League well, team. Well, I'm hoping now, my big hope is, after Hoyland, unfortunately, being ill in the last game, after getting his first goal, that he kicks on, and... Yeah, that's a big hope. Gets a couple yeah. of goals today yeah. against Wigan, which he should. Well, we'll be back at half time. Let's just go and enjoy the first half. Bye, hopefully. everyone. Hopefully. <laughs> and it's half time. You know the women. Yay. Ooh. What did you think of that first? Give me an honest impression. I think, think we should be out of sight. That first half of the amount of chances was created and the amount of chances that wasn't taken. 
Again. Who do you blame on it? I tell you who I blame. Hoyland. I finally have come to the realisation Rasmus Hoyland is holding the forward line back. He's very wasteful. Either him, he occupies the same space as Scott McTominay. Scott, Scott McTominay shouldn't be occupying his space. Has McTominay more chance of scoring than Hoyland though? No. I don't think so. And how has he scored more than him? Just luck. Do you know what I mean? I know you're saying logic but dictate. Yeah. But Scott not a better finisher at the minute than Hoyland. Scott McTominay is occupying the striker's position and he shouldn't be doing that. But tactics. Tactics. <laughs> That's what he's on the pitch to do. That's We've seen that from the start of the season. If Scott McTominay plays, Scott McTominay has a clear directive from our manager and that is to play as an advanced 10 and arrive late into the box. So if the manager can't see that, what hope do the rest of us have? Well, obviously there's no partnership between Scott McTominay and Rasmus Hoyland. No, I don't Somebody think... Somebody should be calling for that. I don't think there's a partnership between Rasmus Hoyland and anybody at the minute. He kind of seems a bit isolated, a bit like Lone Ranger-esque up there at the minute. Mm. Like, he's trying his heart out to do things, but... I think it comes to a point where trying is just not good enough. You have to do. And there's the heading opportunity and the one where it just sort of came and bobbled up to him. Yeah. The bobbling up to him, I could have gave him if he had scored the header. Yeah. And then the other chance was the keeper made a good save for the other, for the other one. Yeah, it was a good save. Yeah, it was a good save. Like, an awkward chance from two, wasn't it? But like, we watched game after game of him not getting any chances. Yeah. Not getting in those positions. Not being, you know, it will, I think... You know, It'll click, but he's still a very young player to be holding that line. He is. Manchester United have dropped the ball by only buying Rasmus Hoyland and having him as the, the frontal point of that attack. I mean, I know we all cry out and say, oh, the four line isn't good enough, they're not scoring enough goals. I don't think Rasmus Hoyland is the boy for this moment. I think that's holding our four line back. Future. Yeah. Yeah. He's so wasteful. I've cried out for him not getting enough chances in games, and now I'm watching him get chance after chance against Wigan. Then against Mr. Tackle and he can't score. Oh, he's been mm, good. good enough. That goalie, though. He looks a cracking young keeper. Yeah. Yeah. He's been good. He really Impressed does. Him. Is he an English keeper as well? He is, yeah. I think yeah. So. Fifty million. He's a <laughs> he <just laughs> <fought>. sixty five <laughs> more by him. Yeah. He's hoping to go back to Fulham and take him over as their number one. Is he just on loan to Wigan? He's just on loan. Very good. Yeah, cracking young keeper. But yeah, I think tonight's showing Hoyland up something serious, isn't it? I know, he's just missed so many glaring opportunities. So many opportunities he should score. Absolutely agree with you. But they all have. Greenwich with Garnett was missed some as well. As does Rashford. Br- Br- Rashford. Bruno's been wasteful. Mm, but Rashford and Garnacho have not missed uh, an open opportunity yet. No, but What Rashford and Garnacho have done is individually create chances for themselves and then miss those chances. But they haven't been blatantly obviously like Hoyland. No. So I find it very hard to lay the blame on Garnacho. Like Garnacho has been brilliant there. He's been very good. Yeah. Very, very good. good. No, I'm not placing any blame. I'm just saying, you know, we can't. They've had opportunities. They have. That they've created themselves. Everybody has. And that's what Highland can't do. Rashford and Garnacho are able to create these opportunities for themselves the way they're taking on players and chinking into positions. Highland can't do that. So he has to be on it. He has to be razor sharp when the chance falls his way. And when he doesn't do that, he's giving you nothing. So it's very hard to justify him up front. Do you know what? With how wasteful he's been, would it be a travesty to throw Hugel on? No. For the second half? See what he can do? Two up front, Hugel and Hoyland. I'd take Hoyland off. No, I wouldn't. I would. I think I would I, I, confidence I, that no, I against think, Wigan? I, I think Hoyland would score in the second half. Do you want to bet on it, Kier? Oh, I've had money. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he'd score in the second half? I don't I think, think so. I think he can't have that many clear or caught opportunities. 
after getting the good first goal against Phil Allen, he has got five Champions League goals as well. I think, you know, he's bound to take one. Do you know, you look at how many top class strikers, I'm not comparing him to any top, like, you know, the elite, but you know how many chances strikers do have in a game. Just takes them, put, put, put one away, put two away out of how many. Yeah, I'm just saying, there's no real, like, if you look at the opportunities, right, and the big glaring misses for Manchester United this season, we've tended to label it the three lads. It's whoever the three lads are playing up front. And now you're watching this, and I'm seeing a striker that is kind of upsetting the whole rhythm of things tonight. Man United should be out of sight, but the striker's not on it. And it's, it just makes you think, how many other games have we missed this out of hopium? Or trying to apply rose-tinted glasses to a new striker in because we haven't had one of these. And I'm thinking to myself, how many times have I neglected to see that Rasmus Hoyland is a problem? I don't think he's a problem. I don't think you can pin it all on, all on Rasmus Hoyland. Our, our front line are misfiring. Now, we've created enough tonight to be out of sight that first half. We've created enough tonight to bring some of those young lads on at half-time. But we can't because we're just 1-0 up. Yeah, but is there not more of an emphasis on the striker when it comes to not scoring goals? At what point did football shift where you start looking at the wingers and going, you aren't scoring enough? Well, I agree with you to a certain extent, but you can't put it all on Rasmus Hoyland. I'm, I'm not saying it's all on him, but he is a problem. In this match, yes, he hasn't scored. Like, has one goal all season, away. that's not a problem. But how many times have, have they created Chances for Hoyland. Shall we point out the this, this stats there in the Premier League? The, the many times the ball's been fed to him. Yeah. The bottom two. Yeah, league. You know, is that, he the easiest lad to find? Watch him in the second half. <clears throat> There's a lot of running that Rasmus Hoyland does that is away from his wingers. He looks a very naive striker, in my opinion. Just have a look at it in the second half and tell me how many times Rasmus Hoyland is standing learning the open and not getting the ball. Because what I'm seeing is a lad that doesn't present himself right for the ball. He just He's full of effort and he's full of running. But I don't see a striker that's going to get Manchester United into the top four this season. I really don't. I don't so think I think you need to go and buy one. Game. I don't think you can judge it in this game. Because he has missed some glaring chances in this game. Yeah, but one goal in 15 Premier League games. Oh, I understand what you're oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't been created creating enough chances for him in those Premier League games. We're playing Wigan tonight, for God's sake. No, I understand that, but there have been chances for them. I tell you what, right? You and I go back and forth all the time. Kieran, you're in this boat as well. And we say, why Manchester United are going to get top four? And I ask for reasons why they're going to get it. And you just say, oh, I just believe they're going to. Do you think that boy fires Manchester United in the top four this season? And I'm saying boy because he's only 20. Now, it's not his duty. I'm not pecking on the lad and saying he's never going to be a brilliant player. I agree with Ali McQuist. There is a footballer in there and there's a goal scorer in there. Do you honestly think Hyveland scores enough goals in this, this half season? of this season no. to put United top four? No. Not, not based on the first 15 games. You can't argue with the 1-15 in, in the Premier League. He's not clinical enough yet. Exactly, I agree. He's very so raw what I'm saying player, is... He's raw. It's raw is a good word to use. I think. It's only United now to sign a striker and United aren't getting top four. United should have signed a striker in the summer. That's, her, that's, yeah. the, that's sure. the hierarchy again. Yeah. Yeah, but tonight has hammered it home for me is what I'm saying. This Wigan game's hammered it home. Rasmus Hoyvland's not getting you the top four. Not a chance. Hoyvland's in your starting lineup more often than enough till the end of the year. You aren't getting top four. Honest, You're not scoring enough goals. Well, to be honest, right, the whole team doesn't look like getting us the top four. No. No. And that's just plain and simple. But were, were we He's not one sitting, of the problems, but not the not problem. Not the problem. But were we not sitting talking about you know these players coming back well, and yeah, the Casemiro's and all the rest and 
So where's the hope you're going now if you're saying we can't get half four with Highland? We'll just do it. Who's going to score the goals? Cass won't do it. Mount won't do it. Rash doesn't seem to be able to do it this year. He's not going to dig his out. Mm-hmm. Anthony? No, but no. if you're saying if we're solely pinning our hopes on our young striker getting his top four, yeah. then no. no. But that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, yes, top four is still capable. Oh, yeah. Who's your goal scorer? It can't be just one goal scorer. No, I get that. It, it looks like everybody's going to have a chip in. You look at Man City with Phil Foden. Man City's a very poor example. Because Man City have goals all over the pitch. Look at a lot of the top ten. There's numerous goal scorers. I mean, look at Arsenal. Arsenal being hammered now and nailed for not having a striker. Yeah, but they were flying before that. Oh, but it's so you can't pick and choose. It's an, an excuse for Arsenal. To suit your narrative. But Arsenal's goal scorers, this is what I'm saying, Arsenal's goal scorers, right, when they don't have the striker flying, is Martinelli and Saka. I can clearly say that. I'm asking you where United's goals are coming from. You're not giving me a straight answer. You're saying to me, United's it could come from anywhere. United's goals should be coming from the forward line. And they are, it should be coming and, from Yeah, anywhere. what I'm saying is you're asking me what about fingers. Arsenal, and I'm saying with Arsenal you could sack and Martinelli, and that's where I see the goals. Even Odegaard, yeah, they score goals. I don't think Bruno is an out-and-out goal scorer. Marcus Rashford's gone off the boil. Anthony's gone off the boil. Can you see the point I'm trying to make? Where are these goals for top four if this boy's not going to get? United need to spend money, which they don't have in January. So for me, it's becoming more and more illogical to turn around and say we'll make top four. Yeah. But mm-hmm. well, we'll see how they get on in this second half against Wigan. I am not expecting the goal fest that I would. I'm going to tentatively say this is going to be 2-0 now 2-1. I'll stick to my 3-1. Yeah. You sticking with it? Yeah. Right, we'll talk after the game. Bye. All the way. Full time. United get past Wigan. Well done, Manchester United. Yay. Yeah. That could have been six or seven, couldn't it? Should have been. It should have been. Should have been. Yeah, I know yeah. we, we kind of had a go at Rasmus Wyvern there at half time, but I don't know. Marcus Rashford was absolutely dire oh, there tonight. I'm been. losing patience. I have no defence anymore for Marcus Rashford. No, I don't think. How can you go from blow so hot and cold? Like, how can I not see yeah, but that's, that, that is the problem with Marcus Rashford. He is so inconsistent. Yeah. There's something to do with the girlfriend. So inconsistent. I think it was a meme or something. There's something to do with the girlfriend. He breaks up with the girlfriend. He's brutal. And then when they get back together, he's on fire. He's a footballer. Never mind girlfriends or boyfriends or anybody. I he's think I am going to admit defeat to Mum's point that Marcus Rashford can only play in a counter-attacking system when he's on the front foot and he's Thank running the defences. I don't think Marcus Rashford is a talented enough player to sit in front of an offender or sit in front of a low block, which he's going to have to as a Manchester United player in the majority of games and perform. It's ragging me how often he gets the ball and And takes all the sting out of the play. Yeah. Stops. And it just is time and time and time again and you're looking at him going, you don't know what to be at. No. You don't know what to do. He has the pace. He has no football intelligence though, Kieran. He only has pace, Kieran. He only has pace. It's okay, he can, when run, he, he can run. When he can't use that pace and he can't terrify defences, he has nothing. In tight space, he's not good enough when he's playing against the low block. He's not good enough when he has to try and pass his way through defences. He's not good enough. No. Marcus Rashford, I don't think is good enough. He, he would be good in a counter-attacking team that plays counter-attacking football. He'd be good in that system. But he is, and I said it from the start, that he would be not good in possession-based football. No. He just cannot. And I think the way Bernard Ten Hag keeps picking him. Yeah, but do you know who else annoyed me, Nick? Bruno Fernandes. But Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford will not work in possession-based football. They also play their own game at times. 
Many times you see them people he's just trying to find each other and that's that. Because they're comfortable with that. Yeah. Even from corners. Yeah. Bruno's whipping the ball deep into the back of the box to try and find Marcus Rashford. There are other players in the team, lot, And they're the two biggest culprits for giving the ball away. You want to play a possession-based football where you're trying to pass teams to death and Bruno Fernandes is getting fed up and trying to play the killer pass and failing. Yeah, to me, Bruno Fernandes plays like, I don't know, a petulant child at times. He just gets bored. Yeah. It's just damning that we're seeing it against Wigan. You know what I mean? It was blatant against Wigan. It was blatant against Wigan, it was. Yeah, it just stood out against Wigan. And if our manager can't see this, and I want him to stay, he has to go. Yeah. But I I don't have any faith that he will see this, because he hasn't seen it all season. Why would he just start now? Here, one thing that annoys me, I want to get your opinion on this, right, both of you. What was the point in throwing them lads on at the end? No. No point at all. The only thing that I can think of was the game was won and he needed to win that game. Yeah. No room for failure at the moment. No, there was no, no, definitely no room for failure. Yeah, well, and if he had have lost against Wigan, oh my God, the pitchforks would have been sharpened. Yeah, I just think Alejandro Garnacho to me looked a bit leggy, a bit exhausted coming close to the end of the game and he just waited until the lad had nothing left before he put on Palestri. And Palestri looks like a wee gent because I am yet to see the lad Kick not... Up shake his counterpart's hand not congratulate the player coming off the pitch but inside he must be thinking what am I doing here the only thing that I can think of him not playing Palestri um, and we're three of us were disappointed he wasn't on earlier yeah. is Palestri is either going to be sold or out on loan this month so he's protecting him from injury and do you see McManaman during that match yeah he was so just going running around kicking people for the crack of it dirty yeah. scouse bastard yeah <laughs> Call a spade a spade here. No bias here. No. Like, but. no, even with his wee scratch quiff and all, you know what he's coming on for. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Clesby goes. I do. I think now that Ahmed Jallo has come back, that's the the death nail for um, for Facundo Clesby. I don't think, in, like, I'm not saying that I see it this way, but I think the way that Tin Hag sees it is that like is the same level as Amari Forsen. Yeah, but do you not think that Ahmed would always be. Um, in the pecking order in front of Palestri. I think Ammon's a better player yeah, than Palestri. That's what I'm alluding to, yeah. I think Palestri is a very hard-working grafter who could really make something of himself. I tell you my biggest bone of contention here. I don't see how Anthony is that much better than Palestri. Definitely not. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm just going to say that. I have watched like... Palestri playing snippets and watched Anthony playing whole games and have seen Palestri do more in snippets than I've seen Anthony doing whole but games. Did we did we not we sit did. around scratching our heads as to why Anthony was bought with yeah. Palestri and, then, and Ahmed there? And then we got already. Did we not get what we, what we wanted? Do you know what I mean? We called for crying out for Palestri to start playing ninety minutes because then I wanted them to. That's it. Well, he shouldn't have bought him. No, he should not have, Mum. He should not have. No, he There's a shouldn't. lot of things this man shouldn't That's do. That's a shocking waste. A lot of things he shouldn't do. Another one being. Letting one of Manchester's most consistent goalkeepers in recent memory walk out the door for free and bringing in the calamitous Andrew Nana. Now, I was one that turned around and said, if David De Gea is not going to take a reduced contract, you are going to have to invest in a new goalkeeper. Onana, to me, came out of nowhere. I thought we were getting the Porto lad, the amazing shot stopper. Fail. But I think he went for Onana because he's a ball-playing goalkeeper. And that has worked terrifically. Yes. Yeah. However, that's why he went from David De Gea is a better shot stopper. The way Anana saves shots 
is the most unorthodox way that I've ever seen in a goalkeeper. It's like playing the old football game on the Sega Mega Drive. Yes. Give a dive for the ball. Remember the old Sega game, Sega <coughs> Superstars? And when you dive, it was the dramatic dive to one side. Yeah. Like, even his one save tonight was Sega Superstars. You're trying to, you're trying to use his, his size, his frame. I don't know. He's but he uses his size and frame in one unilateral movement. Yeah. So the arms come out at full extension, <laughs> and then he falls on his side. Or goes under him. Yeah, it's the most, I agree with, it's the most unorthodox. Yeah. On, like, agility levels, zero. You're just wondering who's coaching him, or is he adhering to the coaching staff? And just doing his own thing. Look, there are <coughs> goalkeepers that make a career of having cat-like reflexes and being excellent shot stoppers. There are goalkeepers that make a career of being very, very commanding and being able to come out and defend their area. Manuel Neuer, perfected, he became the sweeper keeper. He almost defined a new generation of goalkeepers. Oh, he was the sweeper keeper. Oh, yeah. I was led to believe that Andrew Nana defines an even new generation of goalkeepers of being the sweeper ball playing goalkeepers. I don't like it. I don't want it. I want to revert back to type now and get a goalkeeper that can save the ball. I don't think Andrew Onana is going to help us in the back end of the season at all. In fact, I think when you're it under pressure, he makes that back line jittery. Well, it looks like they're right at the moment. But we don't have a consistent back line either. We don't. I think we don't. No. Well, did someone no. say Ele- we have 11? 15 different pairings? Partnerships, yeah. 15 different pairings Double since figures. the season started. Yeah, it's ridiculous. the back line's been crazy. Look, he does things where I'm sitting looking going, no other goalkeeper would have made that mistake. But I do I do think you're right in what you're saying. It is very, very hard as a goalkeeper to try and get any sort of consistency when you've got so many different people playing in front of you week on week. But I don't know. Do you think Manchester United's team sheet tonight was a tactical decision to allow some players to rest and not travel to Wigan? Or is this... The squad we expect seeing in Spurs. Well, on Man U TV, when Eric Ten Hag was interviewed before the match, he didn't specify which players were ill or which you know players we even know the players that are injured. But they said about the team sheet, and he says it's to do with illness mm-hmm. and um, injuries. Yeah, I think what I read was now um, Anthony is an injury, and Ericsson is an illness. Yeah, that's all what I read. But it's speculative. Yeah, that's that's not great, like, is it? But there's a lot of teams, like, I mean, Virgil van Dijk, I think, missed the match yesterday because of illness. There's a lot of illness going about. We called it after New Year's. I was absolutely dying when I had that sickness. Kieran is starting to come down with it now. It's not nice, is it? It's not fun. No, it's not fun at all. It floors you. So I can understand. I mean, footballers are not immune to the simplicities of the flu. Rasmus Hyland is just back from from illness. That's it. Doesn't excuse him as... I think it is. But he is just back from Ellis, so there are viruses sweeping. Look, I think the big dirty vet is going to do the the round every single year because at the end of the day, it's simply a flu. Yeah, we'll have to live with it. Yeah. So this is going to it's just going to be a really bad flu that comes around every Christmas, and when you get it, you get it. And it seems to be more prominent because it's feeding its way into the likes of football and stuff. We were seeing footballers not able to compete because. And we're not talking about one or two examples. There have been multiple examples in everybody's football team yeah. in around this period where people have just come down with it. Yeah. And it seems to be once it gets into the camp, multiple cases. It moves around. Moves around. Yeah. So I think we're going to suffer that. I just, I'm a bit scared that that's the squad for Spurs. And the reason I ask the question is that team doesn't beat Spurs. But judging by it, going by us this season, it could beat Spurs. <laughs> yeah, it could. Do you, Do you know, know what? what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say three. one thing. Right or wrong? Three. Like, are Spurs really that different in the way they play at Aston Villa? No, and They're this not. is where we come into our own, right? Yeah, high line. See the high line. Yeah, this is where Marcus Rashford will be invaluable. Yeah, with a high line. With the runs. And as you're attacking. Ange is not going to compromise his style of playing against Manchester United. No. He plays one way of playing football. And I think if it's the same as the Aston Villa game, it could come in. Just they need to start the way they started the second half against Villa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that performance there tonight was another lethargic, sort of half paced, whatever. But but you're playing Wigan. They yeah. expected to win it. I'm going to put that down to arrogance. We yeah. still have a very young team. Mm. Hoyland, Garnacho, Mianu. And they're not very young players, like. But I just, I, I'm a bit scared if that's the squad going into the Spurs game. What do you think? Are you optimistic for Spurs, Mum? I am because of the point that you made. Spurs, the high line. And we exploited that against Alison Villa. We find it very hard with the personnel that we have on the pitch to beat the low block. Yeah. And he's going to have to rectify that. He or is. he's going to lose his job. He's going to have to see that... What we see. Yeah, what we see is right, Kieran, because <laughs> Marcus Rashford cannot beat the low block. No, he never has. No, and he never will. He's not, that, he's not an intelligent footballer. He plays with pace, he plays on the break, and he runs into space, and that's his game. But he thinks he's a superstar. Because Man United have made him a bloody superstar. Well, they've made him the poster boy. Yeah, star boy. No, he's not anymore. He's really not. No, he, he's becoming another... Not a P word. Hindrance. Not a problem. Hindrance. Yeah. So, Kieran, was a important shot before we go. Do you think you'll make Sunday? Yes. Think so? Yeah. You're going to roll up here in a wheelchair with the guy now? I not? wouldn't bet on it. I'm going to drag myself up. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. And then go Load home. Load an M Kieran. Load an M sip and. Go home maybe, bitterly maybe, disappointed. Maybe I'll, I'll do get you some know? sympathy from the wife and maybe I'll be yeah. back to normal. I think. <clears throat> Your optimism could actually win this time, Kieran. I think you need to have a chance against Spurs because the way Spurs play. Is he really still sick? He's still, uh, yeah. he's, he's gone soft. Still so he's fever. Look, I want Manchester United to do well, right? Sometimes I sit and think. You're frustrated with them. I'm frustrated with them all the yeah. time. All the time. And what I'm going to say is sometimes so I let we. that get the better of me and I sit and think to myself, is the lesser of two evils to take a loss today if it means then how it goes? You know, is is this like even tonight? I think we should have. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be not so nice, we should have lost that game. We should that should have been a much the first half better performance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Much, much better. But, but it is, the thing that buoyed me tonight about the team was we created a lot of chances yeah. that we haven't been doing in previous games. No, I haven't seen that kind of opportunity making. Yes, we didn't take them, but I know it's League One and stuff like that. But we we did create an awful lot of chances. And if that means playing Garnacho, I thought Garnacho was excellent mm. off the right side. Brilliant. But, but is that not something that we've seen in other games? Do you know what I wanted to see tonight? This is why I'm disappointed. I wanted to see the Hoyland thing click. I wanted to see them play for the striker and then put the ball into the back of the net. Now, yes, Hoyland had chances. I think the cross in for the header was absolutely excellent. I think the one where he peeled off and couldn't get past the goalkeeper, he kind of created himself. I think the one that bobbled into him, nobody was aiming for Ireland there, it just managed to pop up to him. I didn't see it. I did not see this team play for their striker, and I didn't see any cohesion in the front line. And I just think you're playing Wigan here, lads. Tonight was the night to do it. At least attempt to do it. You know, get it back on track. 
and what I seen again was wasteful possession, wasteful chance taking, and just everything I'm afraid of. And then you put the caliber of Spurs in front of Manchester United when it hasn't gone brilliantly tonight, and you think, mm, I don't have confidence in you boys to pull it off here. It might be too big an occasion. But then, I think he's right in what you're saying. You revert back to Villa. What was that? That was yeah. word home against him who plays high line. Yeah, no low blocks. No. No. And Wigan did have to suffer their own egos tonight and play behind the lines for Manchester United, as you would expect. But anyway, we'll be back on Sunday to review the Manchester United versus Spurs game. Oh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Try and be positive. Positive yeah. vibes. I will be positive until Eric Ten Hag gives his usual press conference on Friday and tells us all that he sees positives in the Wigan game and there's... Um, progress and all the rest of the good stuff that Eric Hag likes to spite. The bottom line is we played Wigan for League One and we beat them 2-0. They didn't trouble us. Is there any chance of us having players but have you heard anything either of the two of you about us having anybody end, back for the weekend? No I think it's the end of January. I think no. um, they're like Mason Mount, Casemiro and Martinez. It will be... Um, well, what they said was mid-January in the yeah, papers. They did say mid-January. They said mid-January. So that could be so this weekend. Maybe cameo appearances. Maybe yeah. give them half. And we don't know. Aren't they all training? Isn't Mount in training with Casemiro Martinez? Team training, yeah. And then I actually thought, I seen Mason Mount actually tweet something before a game and I thought, hmm, does that really hint that he's actually in the team? Yeah. But I was disappointed. Ah, I yes, the last one I could call it with that. Yeah. How amazing would it be if Iran was partnering Martinez and Casemiro and Mount were playing midfield? Well, it didn't work the first time. Like it's going to take a, a Anything few can games. be better than what it is. Yeah. But Scott McTominay out of the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we, we, we can all admit, as soon as the team sheet for like, Villa came out, and we know Scott McTominay and had Ericsson and Manu, we were excited, glad, and we got a reward. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but, Do yeah. you know what? Christian Ericsson's bound to be back if he's just sick. Well, yeah. should well, look be. Here. Depends what sort of sickness he has. He could be out for a while. Are we all in the same camp that I don't want Anthony back? Not for the Spurs game. I'm not wishing ill on the lad. No, no, But no. I don't want him fit for the Spurs game. I don't want him to be in any way considered for selection when you're playing Tottenham. Because I tell you why, Pedro Porro is a beast. And we'll be up and down that line all game, right? Marcus Rashford is going to do a Marcus Rashford. He's going to have to track back with Porro and stuff like that. Then you go over onto that left wing. And a doggy will do the same thing. Do you know what I mean? So, I want, instead of trying to shackle Adogie and Poro, I want them to realise that those boys are going to maraud forward and kill them for it. Yeah. Carnacho and Rashford, straight in behind them every time. Hopefully Casper and Mount are just into Sorry. the ball, spread out to the wings, split them. That's it. Put the fear of God in them. Make them believe that every time they cross the halfway line, we have a chance of scoring. Well, I think that's the key. That like, was because you, when, you, when you go back to the Villa match, the amount of times we were caught offside in the first half. Nine times, I think. And then it clicked in the second. And it clicked in the second, yeah. Yeah. Totally agreeable. But listen, folks, that is all we've got for you. We're going to let Kieran go and rest here. So they can get, uh, hopefully get better for something. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrible. Really. <coughs> yeah. It's I think go. half the country in Northern Ireland is suffering at the minute. Yeah, I think the doctors it. are inundated with the same crack. So I just think this, look, if it's affecting football, then you know there's something there. Do you know something, folks? Lemsip and paracetamol and just get through it because you will it lasts got two weeks and then you're gone yeah but anyway we'll see you all on Sunday end of the next round of the FA Cup even Eric and Hag cannot get a game wrong against Newport or Eastleigh 
No. No. No, surely not. No. I gotta tell you what, it's the Moneyball Cup for them too now. Yeah, all guns blazing. Whoever picks that up is getting a massive payday. Yeah. But listen, enjoy yourselves. See you on Sunday. Bye, Bye folks. Bye everyone.